Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. No mind in a damn thing pretty. Unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport. Even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tailgate function with the carne asada. Just walk from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown. Put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down, knocking them down. Baby says she wanna go to the game, go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Good day, everybody. Welcome to episode 273 of the Talking Prairies podcast and YouTube show. I am your host, Ben Fadden. It is the first day of the GM meetings in Las Vegas. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but on MLB Network, Hot Stove was back this morning. The offseason really is starting today. Uh, you had the Edwin Diaz move yesterday, but the real offseason stuff, it feels like it's the start of it. That's today. Uh, and for the Padres, the start of the offseason was today. Uh, they've had Profar and Suarez decline their player options, so they are free agents now. You had the Padres decline Will Myers' $20 million uh, club option, so Myers is a free agent now. So now Nick Martinez is the one guy that the Padres are waiting for to see what his decision is going to be. Is he going to accept that player option that he has? If he does, then the Padres have their four starter or five starter, depending on what other moves they make. Or is he going to decline that option and he's going to be become a free agent and the Padres are going to have to try to bring him back to be a starter if they want him back. I would think they'd want him back. So Martinez is the one guy we're waiting for. Other Padres free agents uh, are now Sean Manaya, Mike Clevenger, Josh Bell, Brandon Drury, Craig Stammen, Pierce Johnson, Jerickson Profar, 
Will Myers, uh, and Robert Suarez. So there's a lot of free agents for the Padres now. Uh, and Nick Martinez, again, he's the one guy that the Padres that we are waiting for to see what his decision is going to be. He has to make that decision by Thursday at 2 p.m. Uh, the Padres aren't going to make any qualifying offers to guys because uh, no one's going to, no one's worth $20 million a year, which is pretty much is what it's at. It's the qualifying offer this year, I think, is one year, a little over $19 million. No one is close to that. Maybe Suarez, but that they wouldn't do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the Padres news right now. Uh, Edwin Diaz, I'll, there's a lot of other stuff to get into. I mean, there's the Sho- Shohei Otani hypothetical trade thing that was posted on The Athletic today. I'll give my thoughts on that. Um, Jesse Rogers had some interesting things to say on Ben and Woods this morning, so I'll get into that uh, about Jose Abreu. Uh, But first, I wanted to start off with what happened yesterday, Edwin Diaz. By the way, if you want to support the channel, you want to make sure I get to your comment or question, use that Super Chat button, you're live. If you're uh, on replay or something, you can use the Super Thanks button, or on other videos, you can use the Super Thanks button. I appreciate it if you're listening also on the podcast platforms. Thank you very much. Uh, Getting back to what I'm going to start with here, Edwin Diaz. He signed a five-year, $102 million deal with the New York Mets yesterday. Now, that's the biggest deal by for a reliever uh, in the league's history. The question, obviously, us Padre fans have after that Diaz deal is, okay, what does that mean for Robert Suarez? Because Robert Suarez is a free agent, and he pitched really, really well down the stretch for the Padres. And what that means is or at least that Diaz deal, I, th- I think that means that Suarez is going to get like $15 million a year. Do the Padres want to give Suarez $15 million a year? I don't think they do. Um, Profar, obviously, he's the other guy that declined the option today. Do they want to give him $15 million a year, which is it feels like just based on um, Jim Bowden and Keith Law, stuff that they're throwing out there, numbers, it feels like that's what he wants. It's like $15 million per year. Uh, and Suarez, I think a team will give him $15 million a year because they saw what he did there at the end of last season, not giving up a run in the last month and a half. And the first home run he allowed to lefties all year was to Bryce Harper there in Game 5. You know, uh, He was tremendous for the Padres. And I think a team will give him $15 million a year to be their closer. I don't think the Padres want to give Suarez $15 million a year for like four years. I feel like another team will be willing to do that because they saw Ryan Presley, a reliable closer, and they saw Sir Anthony Dominguez, and and that was the common theme, right? And Josh Hader for us. That was the common theme of teams that made it far. You have that dominant reliever that you can trust to go into pretty much any situation. Now, the Padres, obviously, Josh Hader didn't pitch in game five, uh, or in game four or three in Philly, but they had a plan. They trusted Suarez just as much as they trusted Hader. Having that, my point is, teams, if they don't have that big closer that they can trust or that big reliever that they can trust, they're not going to make it for But So I think a team uh, that's coming up, they're going to want Suarez for the next three, four years. The Padres, A.J. Preller, he's had a history of being able to bring in relievers for a lower price tag, you know, not, uh, you know, 
just back in previous years, Mark Melanson, right? Let him walk. Kirby Yates, let him walk. I know part of that was injuries. Uh, Brad Hand traded him to Cleveland. He was fine with that, and that, that seems like it's worked out. Maybe not the trade itself, but Brad Hand hasn't been as good as he was in San Diego during that all-star year since he was traded. Um, like, look, that, that's just what AJ does. I'm confident in AJ's ability to continue bringing in lesser relievers or smaller name relievers and having them turn into those high leverage guys. Uh, they still have Garcia. They still have Suarez, or not Suarez, Hader uh, for next year. So they're in a good spot there with like eighth, ninth inning or seventh, ninth inning guys. Now, can they find that eighth inning guy? Um, they still have more home. Don't know if they want to use him as a high leverage guy or do they want him to maybe be the five starter? A lot of questions, you know, remain to be answered. Uh, but I do trust AJ's ability to go out there and get a smaller name guy. So I don't think Suarez will get come back. I, I personally think that a, a team's going to be willing to give him more than the Padres are comfortable giving him on a multi-year, like three, four-year deal. Padres aren't going to do that, I don't think. And with Profar, him being a free agent now, declining the option, I don't think he's coming back either, to be honest. The only way I see Profar coming back is if him and if him and Boris are out in the free agent market and it ends up being, well, underwhelming. You know, like Profar doesn't get the AAV that he wants and Boris can't get that for him. Like Boris can't get $15 million a year for Profar. Then maybe he comes back for 10 million a year, or I don't think the Padres want to give him 12 million, but something that's significantly less than $15 million a year. Maybe it's like three year deal, something like that. Then maybe he comes back. But from what I'm seeing, like what Keith Law's throwing out there, what Jim Bowden's throwing out there, the $15 million to $18 million range, there's no way he's coming. There's no way the Padres are going to pay for that. When there's other options out there that could be one-year deals, like Michael Conforto, or could be uh, multi-year deals probably at a lower AAV, maybe David Peralta or Jock Peterson. Uh, I like Mitch Hanniger. I'm a big fan of Mitch Hanniger. He's out there. Um, I think those will come cheaper AAV-wise than uh, Profar based on what I'm seeing right now. now it's early in the offseason, but I think that Profar is going to be gone. I think Suarez will be gone. doesn't mean that the Padres are going to be like worse because of it. Now, Suarez is a great reliever, but is he worth it at $15 million a year or maybe even more than that if a team gets really desperate or if his price tag just keeps getting bumped up? I, I don't know. Um, Suarez was great with the Padres, I'm just trying to look at it from the Padres' point of view, and they don't give big money to relievers. They just don't. It doesn't matter who you really are. They just don't. That's That's been their history. This year, going into the season, they were going with Emilio Pagan and Luis Garcia and Robert Suarez, right? Cheaper guys. Um, what happened? They go and get Taylor Rogers, who they paid like nothing, and he's like, one of the leader league leaders in saves. They end up trading him for um, Hater, right? Uh, in the, a move that the Padres won. That's what it feels like right now. And his salary isn't like a lot either, to be honest. Uh, I don't know what it 
exactly what it is, but it's not like Edwin Diaz or anything like that. It's not, I don't think, uh, it's not 20 plus million dollars a year. And you got him under control, right? You got him under control for ne- or for this coming season. Um, so Preller's smart like that. So those are my thoughts on Profar and Suarez. As for Will, the Padres, I mean, that was expected for the Padres to decline that player or that club option. They're not paying him $20 million. Uh, he's not the guy that they envisioned that he would be maybe this year with that club option uh, when they gave him that extension. Can Will come back? Yeah, I think he definitely can come back. But when is he going to come back? Or, or like what terms will he come back? I think it's going to have to be one year and something like five, six million dollars and play the same role that he played at the end of the season. Get some starts, platoon, bench. I think that's what it's going to have to be. If they don't bring back Will, maybe they bring back Drury for two years, 16 million dollars or two years, 12 million. I saw that thrown out there by someone earlier last week. Uh, and he can do, be a platoon guy. I like Jose Abreu. Uh, I think that would be a great move. Would that be a splash move? Probably a splashy move. But I like Jose Abreu. Um, that could be a potential first baseman. And Jesse Rogers, he was on Ben and Woods this morning, and he said, quote, he's on A.J. Preller's list, I believe, end quote, about Jose Abreu. What is Jose Abreu going to cost? Maybe two years, $35 million, something around there, I think. 17 million a year. I know, I think the power numbers were down last year, but I think his last two years, let me check. His last two years, he has a six and a half war combined, Fangraphs war. He is 36, so that is up there in age, but I, I think Abreu is an upgrade over Brandon Jury at least every day at first, or he can DH a lot of days, um, depending on player health and stuff. I'd still prefer for the Padres' designated hitter position to be flexible, where you can have Tatis play there a little bit when he comes back. You don't want to rush him back and play him every day in the field. It can be a little rotating position. I'd prefer that, but if you're bringing Jose Abreu in, uh, split time between DH and first, I'd sign me up for that. Maybe bring Will back on a one-year deal to be a bench player there or Drury a utility guy, if he wants to come back and wants to be on a contender, maybe that's an option. Uh, and then you bring in a reliever. You know, we could get a reliever by trade. And same thing with starting pitching. Uh, I know I'm talking about uh, a lot about, you know, Suarez declining the option. And, well, maybe Preller goes out and gets a cheaper reliever that can be this next year's Suarez, right? It could be via trade, though. Preller could go out and get, I don't know, just name a random guy, a random reliever who has a couple more years of control or something, and he's a cheap reliever. And that's how you fill that hole, when he ends up being a high-leverage guy next year. I don't know. Uh, You think back to the Franchi Cordero trade, where Preller traded Cordero to the Royals, and the Padres got back Tim Hill, right? Tim Hill had a lot of years left on his contract. He's not getting paid a lot. He's not getting paid a lot. And look what he's done with the Padres. He's been a big part in their bullpen. Coming in uh, in big situations, getting out of jams, facing lefties, right? Like, he's been big. So it it could be something like that where Preller adds to the bullpen that way. 
Uh, and Pierce Johnson, maybe Pierce Johnson, based on the injuries last year, or in 2022 here, maybe the Padres can get some sort of a discount and bring him back. So if they want to spend bigger on Jose Abreu, someone like that, maybe they trade for a left fielder or they bring a left fielder in on a one-year deal and it doesn't cost a lot of money. And they can go cheaper with the back-end starters and relievers, right? So if they want to make that splashy move, uh, you know, power-wise, it can be done. That's my point. I think I would love having Jose Abreu on this team. Um, I don't, I don't think I'd want to overpay for him because you do have, like same thing with Josh Bell. Like I wouldn't, I would not want to overpay for Josh Bell either. Uh, but I think those two guys are solid options. I think Brandon Jury's a solid option, not to be the primary starting first baseman. I don't think they want that. I think they want him to be more of a platoon guy against lefties. Uh, and then you can have like a brand new DH maybe. Um, but I mean, there's, there's some intriguing first baseman options out there. Definitely. So I did want to hit on that, what Jesse Rogers said and him being on Preller's list. That's not surprising. Uh, I'll end this Abreu discussion here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. He's one of the best free agent first basemen on the market. Anthony Rizzo. I think he's probably on Preller's list. Contact guy gets up on the plate, pretty good fielder. Um, and he was a former Padre, obviously. That was one of Preller's wrong moves, or was that made by Preller? That was made, I think, before Preller came in. Yeah, that was. I think, was that a Josh Burns move? Um, anyway, he knows that that moved the Padres organization, or maybe that was Jed Hoyer. He knows that that was a wrong move, the wrong move. And so, um, I think he wants Rizzo. But I think the Yankees have the advantage there. I think Rizzo's going to go back to the Yankees. He wants to be there. He likes it there. I think the Yankees can pay him more um, than that $16 million. I think it was a player option that he could have opted into this year. Uh, I I don't think he's made a decision on that, by the way. But I expect him to um, opt out of that or not or decline that player option and then become a free agent. but, I mean, there's other options. Brandon Bell, I don't really see that happening. He probably wants to end his career with the Giants, but one-year deal there. Um, and, again, like left field, if they don't bring back Profar, they don't want to overpay for Profar, which is something I don't want to do. Um, you could go one-year deals. There's a lot of one-year possibilities out there with outfielders. And then there's also the possibility of once April 20th comes around, you have Tatis in the outfield. You have Grisham in center. You have Soto in left. All right. So there's a lot of intriguing things, a lot of different possibilities. And I, I love the offseason, just talking about all these different possibilities and uh, different combinations of players who you want to bring in. I like Hanniger. I like Abreu. I like bringing back Drury. That's just the start of it. That's just some players that come to mind. Um, let me get to the chat here real quick. I usually get to it at the end, but I, I'm going to move kind of into uh, – the athletic and their hypothetical Otani trade. So might as well just start with um, the chat here talking about what I just hit on. All right. Uh, Wolfpack1977 says no team is going to give Profar 18 million. Yeah. 18 million a year. I don't see that happening. No. Um, Maybe 15, maybe if a team is desperate uh, or they, they're, they're overvaluing the 2022 season Profar had. Like, it was a good year, but 
I think they can replace Profar with less money and not on a four-year deal. I don't think they need to give him four years. News just came down. Zach Eflin is a free agent after declining his option with the Phillies. Uh, that just came. It's not Padres news, but he could be an option, I guess, for the Padres. That would probably be under a multi-year deal. There's a lot of stuff that has happened today. Um, there's been coaches that have been hired, I think. I think Hensley Mullins, or maybe he's close to being hired or something. Um, that's come down. Obviously, the Edwin Diaz news yesterday. Bogarts is a free agent. He declined his option. Um, who else declined? Some other big names. Uh, I think Trey, well, Trey Turner's a free agent. Correa's a free agent. Uh, Profar, Suarez, obviously, they were in there. There were some other names, but I'm doing this on my iPad, so I can't just pull it up because then I think my screen's going to go black and stuff, so I don't want to mess with that. Um Jonathan says sign Bellinger. I think the the Dodgers, he's not a free agent right now, I don't think. I think the Dodgers have to non-tender him. Like, don't give him a contract this coming year. So if they non-tender him, then okay, maybe. Um, I mean, they have Grisham to play center. I'm not so huge on Bellinger, to be honest. Nimmo's another option out there, but I don't think that's their top priority to have to bring in Nimmo when they already have Grisham there. Nimmo, Nimmo and, and Soto at the top of the Padres order would be hell for opposing pitchers, but you'd have to give Nimmo probably four years. I don't know how much more than 60 million, 70 million. I don't think the Padres want to do that either. Jonathan says sign Suarez ASAP. Wolfpack says offer Suarez three years, 12 million a year. Maybe they do that, but again, Preller doesn't like offering relievers like long-term deals. Three years isn't like long-term, but I think he saw with the Pomerantz thing, like don't do that again. Uh, trust your scouting ability. Trust your trade ability um, to go get relievers. If you have to pay him more than double digits, maybe it, maybe Suarez is the, uh, what, the, the rarity, the, exclusion to that maybe he does give him three years 12 million uh but i i I wouldn't go too high on suarez like i loved him while he was here but i don't like overpaying relievers maybe 12 isn't an overpay for suarez maybe 15 isn't an overpay but i'm just not big on giving relievers any reliever uh more than 10 million a year to be honest maybe 12 million so i would think about 12 years but 15 i mean that's that's another, if it's a three-year deal, that's another $9 million that you could be spending elsewhere. I know we're not supposed to be penny-pinching here because we have an owner that says, I like spending money. You can't bring it with you. But I trust Preller's scouting ability and his ability to bring in lower-cost relievers. I'd rather spend that money on, like, a power bat, Jose Abreu. They need that power. I know they're getting power back in Tatis uh, in 2023 after his suspension. He's not a guarantee to stay healthy, though, and maybe he doesn't hit 40-plus home runs. Right? I don't expect him to this year. We don't know what he's going to be like after the wrist and the shoulder surgeries. Right? So I still want the power. Uh, Jonathan says my mic is a little messed up. Hopefully it's not too much messed up and you can still hear me. 
Wolfpack1977 asks, so are they going to trade Hader and then re-sign Suarez? Why would they trade Josh Hader to get something back? Like, they're trying to win. this. They just made it to the NLCS in 2022. Trading Josh Hader would be stupid. Trading Josh Hader and then what? You're having Suarez as your closer for the – I get what you're saying. Like, now as I'm, as I'm saying that, I understand why. Like, if you trade Hader, he only has one year left. You sign Suarez for, like, four years. All right, there's your closer for four years. But uh, I, I just – I don't see them doing that. I really, really don't see them doing that. Um, they're in it for Hader, and then they'll just let him walk next year. Like, if Edwin Diaz is getting – 20 plus million dollars per year on the free agent market. What is Hader going to get? Same thing. Probably that's what his agent's going to ask for. That's what, that's what he's going to ask for. So I don't think they'll bring back Hader after this year. And I mean, I just, I still trust Preller's ability to go trade for relievers, go sign relievers to lower deals, not long-term deals to relievers. Cause that usually those long-term deals, they don't work out. They don't work out well. Um, just going through the chat here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dominic says, Abreu for sure and bring back Bell. Well, then I think that's too much. I think you're spending too much there. If, if Abreu's going to get like $17 million a year and Josh Bell's going to get $14 million a year, that's a lot for two guys. Yeah, you're going to DH in first base. Those are your DH in first baseman every day. Uh, but then you're not leaving any money for back-end starting help, left fielders. I'm fine with spending money on one of those guys, preferably a Brave. But I don't think you can spend – I don't think you want to spend money on both of those guys. Because you're then you're paying $30-plus million for a DH and a first baseman, $35 million plus maybe for a DH and a first baseman for this year. Like, you do need back-end starting help, definitely. Marcus says, Kim and Grisham could be good trading pieces. Uh, They're not trading Kim. He's the starting shortstop for maybe all of next season. Who knows with the whole Tati situation. They're not trading Kim uh, because... They, he has to be the starting shortstop at least to start 2023. And then Grisham, I think they believe in Grisham. I said it yesterday. 
when I was reacting to his 2022 season and just going back, looking back on it. I believe in the guy. I think the Padres still believe in him. The power potential's there. The glove is always going to be there. Uh, I don't think they're going to trade either of them. Sure, they're maybe they're good pieces. Kim's a better trade piece probably than Grisham, but I don't see why you would trade those two guys, at least where the roster stands right now. That doesn't make sense to trade them. Tyler says Suarez is only going to make no more than six to eight million a year. I, I don't believe that. No, he's getting more than six to eight million. If he didn't think he was going to get more than six to eight million, wouldn't he have just opted into the Padres? Wouldn't he have just took the player option? He's going to get double digits per year based on the year that he just had. Multi years, at least ten million a year. That's what's going to happen with Suarez. All right, good question here. Good segue into the next topic about Shohei Otani. Jack asked, do you think we will see Otani in a Padres uniform? No, that's my answer. Uh, I gave that answer a couple days ago. Not going to happen. I think, here, first, let me just start with the Athletic. And they put out an article this morning with some dip- different uh, hypothetical trades, different teams. Uh, I think the Dodgers were on there. I think the, were the Red Sox on there, the Giants maybe. There were other teams on there, but the Padres were also on there. And I'm going to focus on the Padres. Their hypothetical trade was the Padres get Shohei Otani, and the Padres trade Blake Snell, Dylan Lesko, Jackson Merrill, and Samuel Savala to the Angels to get Otani. Heck no. That's my response to that. There is no way that A.J. Preller is going to give up that much. Okay, you can replace Snell with... Shohei Otani for 2023. Okay, that makes sense. But he's going to give up Lesko, the guy he just drafted in the first round. Jackson Merrill, his best prospect. Samuel Savala, I think he's an outfielder. He's like 19 as well. For one year of Otani, remember, there's no guarantee that the Padres bring back Otani if they trade for him. He has one year left. And then you're just going to let him walk, and you're going to have Jackson Merrill, Dylan Lesko, Samuel Savala on the Angels for 2024 and beyond in their organization. I don't say Snell because he's a free agent at the end this year. Why would you, why would you do that? That doesn't make sense. The Padres made it to the NLCS this year without Otani. They don't need to be trading Lesko and Savala and Merrill to the Angels. You know, they do have Juan Soto on this team who they have to go try to extend. And Peter Seidler has already said this offseason that he is not going to be like two years of Soto this year and next year, 2023, 2024. That's not going to satisfy him. So he wants to extend Soto. So if you're going to try to extend Soto, let's say that they do give him like 500 million. And now you have Otani on the team. You're not bringing back both of them. Like at some point, you're not. You got to stop the big extensions, right? You have you have Tatis locked down, Manny three hundred million, Soto four hundred plus million, four fifty plus million, maybe five hundred. Like you're not going to sign Otani to a long term deal. So it just doesn't make sense. You do need young talent in your farm system as well. You do. You need to develop some of those guys because your payroll is going to continue being large 
So you need some of those Jay Cronenworth salary guys that are all-stars but not making a ton of money to be on the team. Why do you think the Padres have had some success? Why do you think they had a lot of success last year? Suarez wasn't making a ton of money. Taylor Rodgers at the beginning of the year wasn't making a ton of money, right? Um, you just had Crony wasn't making a ton of money. Grisham wasn't making a ton of money. I know he wasn't producing a lot, but he was a starter, wasn't making a ton of money. Um, so, like, at some point, spending's got to stop. Like, the, the big contracts, that's, not the spending that doesn't have to stop, but the large contracts, my point here is they're not getting Otani. This hypothetical trade, it gets a heck no. Who would say no? The Padres. They would say no to this trade. The front office would, definitely. Uh, also, the Athletic put out, like, bold predictions for all 30 teams. They said their bold prediction, Dennis Lynn's bold prediction for the Padres, was that they signed Kodai Senga. I don't know if that's really a bold prediction. I mean, that would be a splash. I don't think that's a bold prediction. Like, Senga, I think he's 29, had an ERA under two last year. He has, like, a Darvish-like delivery. He he really, I think Darvish is, like, his idol. Um, the Padres have had success bringing in those guys from uh, other countries, uh, from, I think he's from Japan or Korea, wherever it is. They've had success. They have Darvish on the team. They have Kim on the team, right? So I think the big, the best fit for Senga is the Padres. They need a four or five starter. Um, he fits that 13, $12 million a year. Like he fits that. You have bring Martinez back. There's your four or five. I mean, that's good. And then you have Kinnear as depth. You have Morahone maybe as depth. Uh, Jay Groom as depth. You can make trades for smaller name guys or bring in guys on minor league spring training invites. Like, I take that. I don't think that's a bold prediction for the Padres. Like, if they have an offseason where they bring in a Brayu, Senga, bring back Martinez, um, and then it's like Jock Peterson in the outfield or Mitch Hanniger, like, I think that's a successful offseason for the Padres. And I'm sure I'll have another episode about what makes a successful offseason and different uh, options at different positions. But Today, obviously, was about Profar and Suarez declining the options and Abreu being on Preller's list and the Sotani hypothetical. But another thing was Senga. That was what the Athletic wrote. Bold prediction that they signed Senga. I don't think that's really a bold prediction. Tyler wants the Padres to make an offer to Colors or Don. I don't know how much, I don't know how interested they're going to be. They have their top starters. Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, um, they need the four or five guys. So like Tyler Anderson, maybe like, yeah, Tyler. And he says here, Tyler Anderson. I think that might be a guy that the Padres want to offer. Um, I think Andrew Haney's available too. Obviously Nick Martinez is a guy like there's smaller name guys out there. Um, that would probably fit better if they want to go after a power bat than trying to bring Carlos Rodon in. Like he rejected the player option, I think, which was like $20 million a year or somewhere around that. So if he rejected that, he's going to want more than that in free agency on a multi-year deal. I don't think the Padres would want to do that. I mean, they'd want to. Like, he's a good pitcher, but I don't see that in their plans, if that makes sense. I agree here from Alex. AJ knows how to make closers out of nothing. Yep. He's had history of that. Maybe not nothing, but low-salary closers, yeah. Uh, that's all I had on like 
notes for today. I mean, more stuff might happen. It's only, you know, 11.30. But I'll finish up with the chat here again. If you want to support the channel, use that super chat button. This episode brought to you by Gaglion Bros Famous Cheesesteaks and Garlic Fries. Gaglionbros.com is the website. Um, great cheesesteaks, fries, cheese fries. I definitely recommend that you check uh, their main location on Friars Road out. And it's also in Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium. Great food over there. I definitely recommend them. Um, Mills says, gave up quite a bit for Soto for three years. That's true, but that was for three years of Soto. Like, the Padres' window to win is right now. And so to have it, to give Soto, or give up all that for three years of Soto, that was worth it. Like, that was okay. Abrams didn't have a big part. You had Tatis coming back this year. You have Crony. You have Kim. Right? Gore. You can find other starters. It's not the end of the world. James Wood, that sucks. Yeah, but you have Soto and you have a chance to extend him, right? So, like, there's other guy, there were other guys in that deal as well. But I'm just saying, like, it made sense and you were getting three years out of him. With Otani, it's only one year that you're getting out of Otani. That's not worth it giving up your top prospect, your top pitching prospect, Dylan Lesko, who you just drafted and you're very high on, uh, and giving up Savala, like, and Snell, like, I know Snell, it's not that big of a deal. He's a free agent at the end of the year. You can replace him with Otani. But giving up Lesko and Merrill for one year of Otani, no thanks. Otani's great. He's great. But one year without the guarantee of extending him and you want to extend Soto, it just doesn't make a lot of, uh, a lot of sense to me at all. Or I don't think it makes little sense. It doesn't make any sense. Chris asks, what is Chris Matt's future here? Um, someone in the chat here says, forgot about Chris Matt. Thought he died or something. No, he's he's there. Uh, he was celebrating with the Padres and stuff, um, like in their postgame, the, when they won series, he was in there. I think he could play a part in the bullpen next year. I think he'll, you'll see major league time next year from him. Uh, but I don't think you want to go into next season like relying on Chris Matt to definitely he's not going to be relied upon to be like a high leverage guy or anything like that. But yeah, I, th I think he'll get innings next year. He was, uh, he, he didn't make the postseason roster. That that's, that's like the latest on him. Uh, but he's, he's still under contract and his future, at least next year, like short-term future, he'll, he'll, Maybe he's on the opening day uh, roster, probably. Stammen's not going to come back, I wouldn't think. Uh, Suarez, they'll replace him with someone. Johnson, maybe he comes back or they don't. Or, or they do replace him with someone. So maybe he fills Stammen's spot. Tyler asked, do you think Weathers will be starter, a starter or will he be traded? I lean towards him being a starter, maybe for probably for El Paso, though, to start the year, kind of like this past season, he's got to perform in El Paso or at least, you know, throughout spring training to even think about putting him on the roster for 2023. Uh, in terms of him maybe being traded, I don't think that he's going to get traded. He doesn't have much value. I mean, some teams might see the upside in him. You know, he's a lefty, he's still young, but he did not pitch well last year. He really struggled. He came up like once or twice. But it was just for a quick like spot starter, a spot appearance. Um, I think that he's going to be depth 
in El Paso. That's what I think about Weathers. All right. I think that's going to do it. Covered a lot of ground first day of the GM meetings. It's still underway, midday. Maybe I'll do another episode today. I have no idea. Uh, But keep checking the social media channels. Turn on those notifications so you don't miss a video on YouTube. Don't miss a tweet or any content I put out on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Talking Friars. Ben Fadden signing off. Thank you so much for tuning in here. Whether you listen to it on the podcast or you're watching it live or on replay on the YouTube channel. I really, really do appreciate it, and I'll talk to you guys later. See ya.